This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're in a situation that we haven't dealt with in modern times. The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years. From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently. In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Esports is a good aberration. We're still moving forward. We're part of something much bigger than sport right now. The health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Michael Barr. And I'm Mike Lynch. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Jason's not with us for this podcast. We will get him soon back, though. Let's talk about a couple of topics, and let's start with, I I can't believe it, Lynch, the Tokyo Olympics. It's scheduled for 100 days away. This is coming up on us fast. Yeah, July 23rd is when the Olympics are scheduled to start, postponed from a year ago because of COVID. And, you know, when it was postponed, 365 days seemed like a long way away. But here we go. And uh, Tokyo in the news, the question is, are they prepared for it? Yeah, it's, there are several questions involved. One involves the vaccines. And I, obviously there is a question. They cannot get all of the vaccines to all of the Olympic participants. So they're trying to do the best thing that they can, have masks and a small bottle of hand sanitizer <laughs> for the athletes. This is this is going to be interesting, though, and it's still it's not a, a done deal that this is going to take place. No, and if I was given a hand hand sanitizer and two masks, I would say seriously, that's it. <laughs> I'm on my own right now. <laughs> and the, one of the problems over there that it's a country of 125 uh, million people. And less than 1% of the population in Japan is, is vaccinated. So I think, um, obviously, um, everyone who goes over there is going to have to be vaccinated before they set foot on, on the ground in Tokyo. And that's, that's a big undertaking. That, I, I think you can take care of the athletes, but I think the question, Michael Barr, if you're an athlete over there, the volunteers that you'll be coming in close contact with will not be vaccinated. And what's the comfort level of an athlete? I think that's one of the big questions. Well, Japan passed more than 500,000 coronavirus cases over the weekend. Now, and that brings up the next question, like you just said, is like, how are you going to keep this from, first of all, they, let me, they want to do something with the spectators. They, they want to try something. Some, some of the Olympic uh, event organizers like the idea of the way they're doing baseball games where there's a certain percentage of fans in the stands, and they were thinking of trying to do something like that in Japan. But like you said, only 1% in Japan, they, they've been inoculated. Yeah, and this is a $25 billion uh, project they're putting on this for the whole world that uh, they had to postpone it from a year ago. Uh, They lost some uh, of the athletes, uh, some of the sponsors they lost as well. So, you know, they could recoup some uh, by selling tickets, but if they have to reduce the tickets, uh, they're going to take a big financial bath over there, a big bath. Oh, this this is they're done. If that if that happens, when I say done in terms of the Olympics and all the funding for it, it's gone. I mean, what happens to the sponsorships? What happens to all of that? That just goes up in flames. 
Well, and it's too late, obviously, to, to postpone it another year. Or, or, or is it? Um, because, you know, the pandemic last year uh, really spread and uh, enraged during the month of March. And we're not too far removed from that this year. And they could, I suppose, but then they'd be, you know, colliding with Beijing, uh, hosting the winter and uh, it would be just like the, the old times where the winter and summer Olympics were played and held in the same year. What's sad, too, is this is one of the few Olympics in Japan where finally women are being able now to be on the board and and talk about uh, the ways they're going to plan this. And this thing could still be all up in flames. So we got our fingers crossed. Uh, Draft Kings. Big news with DraftKings. They're going to build a retail sports book at the famed TPC Scottsdale Golf Course in Arizona, Lynchy, according to Sportico. Yeah, this is going to be something. Uh, the uh, Arizona just became the 21st state to pass the uh, legalized sports betting, and Scottsdale is a year-round destination for golfers. Uh, it, there's great golf courses uh, in the in the city of Scottsdale, and the uh, the TPC course in Scottsdale. It's famed 16th hole, which is a stadium hole, completely uh, uh, enclosed, seats 20,000 people. Uh, it's one of the. It, it is the rowdiest hole on the PGA Tour, and now. Year-round, you can walk right up there and you can place a bet on any event. It doesn't have to be the, the uh, Waste Management Open in Phoenix. It can be any event, any time of the year, and they expect to have this thing up and running by the start of the NFL season in September. I want to get back to DraftKings in a second, but i got to talk about this 16th hole, the rowdiest hole in <laughs> professional golf. I, yep. I, this, First of all, the, let me explain this for people who are not familiar with this. You're talking about grandstands and skyboxes that can seat 20,000 people. And if you take an overhead shot of this, it looks just like you're playing in a football field. And yeah. it really is amazing to see this. And, and we were talking off the air just before we went on. Sometimes the, the caddies, what do they do? They, they race up on the green? They used to have it like if they, if they played in threesomes or twosomes, as soon as the last player hit, the caddies would have a race with a bag, and the people would be cheering them on, almost like a horse race, It'd be like the Kentucky Derby, you know, <laughs> come on, let's go, come on, Phil Mickelson's caddy, let's go, 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 and, and you know, they'd drop the bag right at the edge of the green, you know, and the, whoever caddy won would raise his fists up in the air. But the caddy, the, those bags are so heavy, it's like carrying a Volkswagen on your shoulder. Some of, the, some of the caddies started tripping and falling, and they were worried about them getting hurt, so they told them they can't do that anymore. But, you know, they... But they actually boo. They actually boo the golfers. They applaud the golfers, and and everyone is really a good sport about it, you know. And uh, it's really a lot of fun. But so that's where the the Draft Kings is going to have their their facility right there, and then and, and you can just uh, plop right, yourself right down there, and you can wager on anything. Oh, it's going to be big business during major events uh, for many reasons. And it, speaking of that, about the online sports betting. There are many states now, at least uh, at least 14, 15 states, that have approved online sports betting. And what they're realizing is, yes, it's a decent revenue for taxes to, to bring that up, but it's not the be-all, end-all, Lynchy, for trying to get their budgets in order. No, because a lot of uh, the... COVID just took a bite out of every single state and every single business, as we know. Um, we're now at 21 states. I'll give you an example. Illinois, by the way, just became um, one of those states. In one month, 
they had they grossed uh, $450 million in legalized sports betting. And there's a facility being built right inside Wrigley Field, uh, which is going to be opening very, very shortly. So uh, that's a, a, a pretty good way to get a chunk of money back that uh, you lost during all the expenses and all the tax revenue you lost and sales taxes you lost during COVID over the last 13 or 14 months. New York would be the largest mm. because they're in line to, to get it done, and uh, they're hoping to maybe get something set up by next year. And at, at least they are looking at, uh, as you know, there are budget issues with New York because of COVID, so maybe that would help them. Yeah, a lot of states uh, have it, um, and they just can't get the legislature to approve it. I know that everybody wants it here. I'm in Massachusetts, and it's ready to go, but it, it hasn't been a standalone issue. It's always been wrapped up in some type of package and uh, with the legislature. But there's, you know, when when you see like 450 million uh, dollars in betting one month in the state of Illinois, that would sort of uh, get me going to, to uh, get this thing passed if, uh, if I'm one of those states that doesn't have it yet. And New York wants to run it a lot like the lottery instead yeah. of maybe the online casinos making a chunk of change and paying a tax. They want to run it like the lottery where there's a huge chunk that's coming out for the state and the rest going to the casinos. Yep. And, um, you know, it's a it, it takes all the money that's being bet illegally uh, out of a lot of different hands and puts it in the coffers of, of, of the states. And, you know, it's a good move. I, I haven't seen any state right now that regrets uh, legalize, approving legalized uh, sports betting. I don't regret my state uh, legalizing sports <laughs> betting. I'm sorry. I, I said that out loud. That's my line. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr. By the way, Jason will be back. He'll be back with us later on this week. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And I'm Mike Lynch. You can follow me at LynchyWCVB. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world, and online, wherever you get your podcast.